lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm the only host this week, uh, which is a little bit different for us, but I, uh, I, the show must go on. Uh, and we've uh, put our guest today off enough that I, we wanted to go ahead and, and record. We took, uh, uh, due to scheduling conflicts, Jim and Berto are not going to join us, uh, for this uh, episode, but that's okay. We're going to have a great conversation. Uh, this week, we have a uh, a guy who we found through uh, Dr. Sean Baker, who shared a little bit of his story via Instagram, and it really gripped my heart. And I really wish that Berto was able to make it with uh, with us today because uh, very very parallel stories, different disease, very parallel stories as far as that goes. But uh, this week we have John Verone on and we are, uh, I'm I'm not going to give too much away. I don't want to give away your bio because I want you to kind of share yourself uh, and and let let us all kind of discover it. But John, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Great. So let's just start out with some really basic stuff. Who are you? Where are you? Kind of give us some vital statistics type stuff to just to kind of get us started. Sure. Uh, I'm 27 years old and I live in Massachusetts. And yeah, I I guess to kind of ties into the story we're talking about here, I've, I've always been very into health and fitness and um I've I've had a couple of health issues throughout my life, like skin issues, and obviously, you know, Crohn's. We'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a quick enough bio. Sure, sure. So, um, 
that brings us to it. And, and what I will probably do, um, with your permission is I'll end up capturing your original video because I, I want our listeners and our viewers to be able to, to share that. And so I, I'll, I'll share that with them here. For anybody with an autoimmune disease, autoimmune issue, honestly, anybody that cares about their health, I want to share something. I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease six years ago. My doctor told me it's incurable. You'll be on lifelong medication and you're probably gonna have to have surgery at some point in your life and it might not go great. Incurable lifelong medication. So I've been on medication the last five and a half years. And then around July of last year, I decided I'm done with medication. Don't want to do it. And I tried doing my own things. I tried a strict diet. I tried something called a carnivore diet where you eat only meat. I had a colonoscopy last Monday. I just heard from my doctor today that the biopsy came back negative. Negative for Crohn's disease. An incurable disease that would need lifelong medication came back negative. Take everything your doctor says with a grain of salt and do your own research. Please do your own research. It's so important. Nobody cares more about your health than you do. So, John, you shared on the video that uh, your doctors came to you, said that you've got Crohn's, said that you were going to be on medications, that you're going to sick, be sick, possible surgeries. Take us back to that moment. Take us back to whenever you, you got that diagnosis. Uh, how old were you and kind of what was that like experientially? So the day that I found out that I was diagnosed with Crohn's officially, I was 21 years old. And I remember getting a colonoscopy, going under anesthesia. I woke up and my doctor was there and he said, yep. We did the colonoscopy, we found Crohn's. And I remember this feeling of relief because I had had symptoms for like a year and a half, two years before that, where I was just going to the bathroom way too much all the time. I was like, something's wrong, something's up. And I went to my PCP and, and he was like, no, you look great, you look great. So I knew there was something wrong for a long time. And then to finally hear this validation uh, actually came as relief to me. Um, and I, Actually, you know, that was my instant feeling was relief. And then I continued to feel relief because right after my doctor said, you have Crohn's, it was like, you know, you have Crohn's, but don't worry. We got great medications. We got a, we got a drug called Remicade. I, I give it to all my patients. It works great. So I was like, all right, I got a disease, but it sounds like I'm in good hands and everything's going to be taken care of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, the, the day I found out that I had Crohn's, it wasn't like this big bombshell on my life where I was shocked and, and upset. It was, it was kind of like, no, nope, this is all normal uh, and everything should be fine. So you, you shared in the story though, that uh, in, in the video that you kind of, you took that in, but then you said, wait a minute. So talk to us about that. Talk to about how, how you found carnivore and, and all of that. Yes. So, uh, like I said, you know, my doctor put me on this drug called Remicade. I was on it for five years, five and a half years, and it worked great. Just like he said, I never had any issues. Um, maybe like a few minor things, nothing serious. And then last year, I switched health insurance, and I was no longer eligible to take Remicade. So they put me on a biosimilar called Inflectra, new medication. And, uh, it sent my body into hysteria. I had the worst skin condition 
worst skin rash of my entire life. I've had eczema my entire life, just a little bit though, just little patches here and there. And I took this medication and it was full body eczema, uh, awful, just I won't even go into the details. It's, it's very gross. Uh, and I was suffering sure. from that for about eight months through 2020, uh, okay. from February to around November, October. Mm-hmm. And midway through that experience, uh, I said to myself, this is, this is insane. I'm dealing with this all because of this medication. This medication was supposed to help me and it's put me in the worst situation I've ever been in in my entire life. How do I make sure I don't take any medications? And so for the first time since I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I actually Googled my disease. I did some research myself instead of just listening to what my doctor said. And I found a few things that kind of caught my eye. Uh, People were reversing their Crohn's or like getting into remission, curing it. I was like, what? That's not supposed to happen. (laughs) Doctor said that's not supposed to happen. So did did some digging and uh, I used to listen not used to. I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast all the time. He had people like Jordan Peterson on who talked about his experience with the carnivore diet. I I found out about his daughter uh, and then found out about Dr. Sean Baker, who went on to talk exclusively about the carnivore diet. And first time I heard it, I was like, that's crazy. Hey, it works for him. <laughs> cool. If that works for you, cool. Great. But I was like, that's crazy. And, and just to, to back up a little bit, I, I listened to this Sean Baker podcast before I was dealing with this uh, medication reaction that I was going through. So I listened to it. And I thought that's crazy. And then I went through this, this awful time last year with this medication reaction. And I remembered that conversation. I remember that conversation. And I was so desperate at the time. I was in such a such a hole that I said, you know what? I, let me try something. Let me try this carnivore diet because it seems to be working for people. Um, and yeah, I just dove right in. Um, and and yeah, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Or no, no, you're you're fine. You're fine. We're we're just going with the flow. So you got into carnivore. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you're like, okay, I'm going to try this out. This is mm-hmm. you know, let's see what happens. And yep. um, did you? Like how soon was it that you saw or felt physical changes? Did you, and I guess going along with that, did you taper off your meds or did you just like say, screw this, throw them out and never return? (laughs) I said, screw this. I'm out. Like I'm never Mm -hmm. coming back. I'm I'm done. And that was at the, you know, that was against my doctor's suggestions, Mm -hmm. but I had done enough research on it and, been listening to Sean Baker long enough and been doing other research, listening to people like Paul Saladin and Michaela Peterson. I had done enough research where I was confident to make that decision. I was confident to say, doctor, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to try this other thing that other people are, are reporting great results on. So I I said, no more medication. I jumped in cold turkey, the carnivore. Uh, and yeah, I just hit a switch. I was eating a regular diet where I had lots of fruits and veggies and meats. Sure. Um, but then once I went in carnivore diet, I was like, all meat, just all meat. And for the first three weeks, it was just me. I was eating bacon and ribeye steaks and chicken, salmon. Um, and I noticed a, a, a very quick difference in my digestion. Not in like my skin issue. I think that took a longer time to heal, but I noticed an immediate effect in my digestion. Uh, the craziest thing was that I didn't poop for like three days. <laughs> I didn't poop for three days, uh, which was really insane to me. I, I always thought about 
I always thought if you ate too much meat that you'd be plugged up, you'd get constipated because you need fiber. Everybody sure, says you need sure. fiber. Every, we uh, all need fiber. You need fiber. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. It was like that entire notion was just flipped on its head. It's like, I didn't need fiber. Not only that, like I wasn't pooping. So, um, second thing was no bloating, no gas. I was gas. I was so gassy all the time and I had no farts. Um, so those were the three things that I noticed right away. And then another was energy levels. I noticed in, in like the, after the first week, my energy was kind of even throughout the day. I didn't have that pit in my stomach around 1230 when lunch was coming around. Um, yeah, those were like the, the quickest things that I noticed right away. And it was really cool to see that, um, which is, which is what helped me to, to stick to it as well. I'm like, whoa, the food I put in my body actually has a noticeable difference right now. I've never really experienced that before. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah you, put, you put gas in the tank and it, it, it burns a certain way. If it's the, the crappy gas that has all the ethanol in it, it may not run very well if your engine yeah. is not prepped for it. And, uh, and that's, that's our bodies to a T. Um, while mm-hmm. they're dual burning, they might burn better on one source versus another. Uh, right. And that's what I think anybody who's dove, dove into ketogenic carnivore diets, that's what they've figured out is that carbs don't don't work the same for everyone. And not all carbs are, are, are created equal. That's for sure. Um, so on that note, just kind of as we you know, head into the food area, describe kind of a typical day of eating before going carnivore and switch and, and contrast that with what you do now. Like what, what was it like before? What was it like now? Okay. So you'd like to know my diet before I went carnivore diet, mm-hmm. kind of what I was doing. Sure. Yeah. I was, again, I've always been kind of fairly health conscious. I've always been working out. So you know, keeping track of macronutrients, making sure I get enough protein, the fat, the carbs. Um, so yeah, I was, I was eating uh, a lot of, a lot of protein throughout the day, a lot of chicken and steak, um, but then also sweet potatoes and broccoli and, and Hey, I have a sweet tooth. I'd eat donuts and pizza whenever it was around too. Um, so I guess it was, it was like the typical American diet, okay. only a little healthier. I made sure I get meat and veggies and fruits too. Sure. Yeah, um, it wasn't all donuts. Yes. And I was also daily, daily because of my Crohn's uh, and at the suggestion of my doctor daily, I was taking Metamucil. That's a lot of extra fiber, which I'm sure added to the gas, added to the bloating. Um, So that's what my diet looked like before. And then on the carnivore diet, when I first went in, I was kind of, you know, very unknowledgeable about it. I just, all right, let's just eat meat. So I had lots of bacon, probably too much bacon. Um, I had a lot of beef, ground beef, uh, ribeye steaks, because I know I had to get fatty cuts. Uh, and then I have some salmon, some chicken thighs. Uh, I stayed away from eggs. And yeah, that was pretty it. That was pretty much it. Uh, I've refined it as I've gone. Uh, I've, I've figured out what works for me and what doesn't. Um, sure. And yeah, if you'd like to know what my diet's looking like recently, could get into that. So yeah, let, uh, let's, let's compare kind of getting started then now you've been able to narrow things down a bit yeah so it is expensive or more expensive being on a carnivore diet so i try to you know play into my budget so i get a lot of ground beef like 80 20 ground beef because it's a good fat ratio uh so i make a lot of burgers Uh, i like ribeye steaks i love doing roasts the new york strip roast the prime rib roast um 
And then to supplement with fat onto my beef to make sure I'm getting enough energy, uh, making sure I have good digestion. I'll make homemade ghee. Um, so I'll boil the butter on the stove, get all the milk proteins out of there, and then got a nice thing of ghee. Um, and I every every couple of weeks I'll make a huge homemade batch of uh, beef broth, beef bone broth. Um, and that's another great thing to supplement because you get fat in there as well. Um, and I'll have chicken thighs every now and then, have some fish every now and then, uh, bacon and eggs. I have brought eggs back in. They don't seem to mess with me, luckily, because I know some people have issues with that. Sure. Uh, so bacon and eggs. And yeah, I also give myself a cheat day on the weekend where it's like, all right, you can have that piece of pizza. You can have that piece of cake. Uh, I try to, I try to do good. Sometimes I slip up, but. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm like 85, 90% on the carnivore diet right now. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, to that, to that end, I think for certain personalities and for certain situations that works really well for me, a cheat day leads to two, which leads to three, which leads to months. Uh, it, 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 I don't have that same type of self-control. If I put those things in my body, it, it does not equate to good things. Um, uh, and I can speak to that from, from experience, but for you, for your situation and where you're coming from, that can make a lot of sense. Now, that being said, do you ever feel a day or two later that you're compensating or that your body's having to readjust after having intake? Uh, after that type of intake or has it kind of adjusted to the occasional carb? Yeah, that's a good question. So it, it all depends. Cause if, if, if I go crazy on my cheat day and I eat way too much of the stuff I know I shouldn't be, I'll notice it over the next few days and it takes a little bit to adjust. But if I'm, you know, use moderation and just have a little bit, uh, I, I seem to be totally fine. Um, so it, it all just depends on, on what I'm eating. But I think my body is not, it's not super sensitive. It's not, some people can, you know, have a bite of an apple or a bite of a donut and their their body wasn't hysteric. My, I'm lucky that I don't, I don't have that. My body is uh, kind of flexible in that way. But yeah, I think, I think if I go too hard, then it takes me a while to get back on track. So what's family said in, in light of all of this and the transitions that you've made and things like that? Yeah. At First, thought it was crazy. Uh, Mom thought it was crazy. My girlfriend was supportive. She had her questions. She wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing, did my sure. research. But she was she was supportive, which was great. Um, yeah, my mom was worried. My mom kept telling me about her friend who had burgers every day and had a heart attack. I'm like, yeah, mom, he had burgers every day, but he was having fries with the burgers. He was having double cheeseburgers with the bun. <laughs> he was having like – so uh, – yeah, I had to kind of educate her on what I was doing. Um, but I think the biggest reason why I didn't get a whole bunch of pushback is because I was very clearly going through an awful situation. Again, I had this head to toe skin rash. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, like you, you probably got to do something crazy to fix this crazy situation you're in. So, um, yeah, family was, family was pretty supportive, which is definitely a big help. Yeah. And I'm sure, or I hope that friends were, were just as supportive. Now, uh, you, you transitioned in early 2020. Yes. Uh, 20, uh, excuse me. Uh, no, I went on the carnivore diet in, um, oh God, I think it was 
I think it was like around July. I think I dabbled with it around July and then got consistent in August. Okay. So you were in the midst of not being able to go out to eat anyway. So, uh, yes. you know, yes. going, going down, sitting down with, a, with your, with your friends and noshing on a pound of brisket and nothing else was probably not something that you ended up dealing with for a while. Uh, right. had, which was you good. know, but you know, since then, you know, friends getting lieu of it and things like that. I hope that they've been supportive as well. They have. Yeah. And they heard everything I was going through. And again, the, the situation mm-hmm. I was going through made it very clear why I sure. was trying this thing. Sure. So let's, um, let's talk about fitness a little bit as far as like physical fitness. Uh, what, what were your workouts like before and have you changed kind of what you've done before? Yeah, I have always been into weightlifting, um, doing bench and pull-ups, curls, tries, and also endurance. I love riding my bike. Um, love you know, running on the treadmill, things like that. Um, but, but primarily my workouts have been weightlifting and they were great before carnivore diet. I felt strong. I felt like I was making progress. Um, and then when I started doing carnivore diet, I did notice in the beginning, uh, I would get a little more fatigued earlier on. I might get a little lightheaded. And I think that speaks to the fact that I wasn't really, I wasn't really doing the carnivore diet right. I wasn't getting enough fat. Too much protein, not enough fat, wasn't getting the right energy levels. Sure. But you know, recently over the last several months, uh, I've noticed I'm I'm right back to what I was doing before because I've really I've really figured out you know what my body needs uh, in terms of proteins and fat. So yeah, I haven't noticed yeah. anything any any negative side effects in in the in the workouts. It's it's all been great so far. Very cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty typical thing, especially in lifting, uh, because you don't, uh, you'll, you'll see it if you're a sprinter or if you're lifting weights usually, because the quick burning fuel isn't being provided, but the, but your, your body has to learn how to mobilize the protein stores that your body does have to make glycogen. Uh, for whenever it is necessary, but then also your body needs to learn how to use the slow burning diesel fuel. I usually like liken it to, uh, which is fat. And so it takes a while to, in, in the keto world, we call that keto, keto adapt. Uh, and so it just adapting to running off of ketones instead of running off of, uh, carbs. And so sure. it's normal to see that dip. Yeah, I will say I, I forgot one thing that I've added to my diet, which is honey. Mm. I eat uh, I eat raw, organic, unfiltered honey. Um, I like to get maybe like a tablespoon or two before some intense workouts that I'm doing, uh, and I think that has also helped as well. Absolutely. Well, and and as far as like carbs go, you can't really get any better than that because that's straight from nature. That's not mm-hmm. like your chemically enhanced uh, sugar cane filled processed and going to go straight to your a1c and not going to do anything to anything else your 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 body will actually be able to use that and you're doing it right before there's there are people in the ketogenic world that i know that will take a package of smarties do half of it right before workout and that's their that's their pre-workout that that gets them the amount of carbs that they need to get going so Mm. that um you know, you got to find what works for you. And so if that works for you, that's awesome. And uh, I would, I would, 
I would be hard pressed to believe that honey, especially the raw and filtered type that you're talking about, would actually be uh, hard on your system to process. Uh, even with the the Crohn's and things like that, I don't think it's actually even going to get to your digestive system the way that that it would with with others. So talk talk to us a little bit about Crohn's disease and kind of how it affects the body in general. Like I, it's it's obviously a bowel syndrome, a bowel issue, but talk to us about kind of the more specifics of it because I know that there's there's obviously multiple diseases that will all have mixed symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Crohn's is a disease. Uh, it's an autoimmune disease. And when I was diagnosed, my doctor loosely explained to me that it is your immune system or your body attacking your intestines. So your body is attacking your intestines. And I think that's how autoimmune issues are widely uh, explained and classified is that like your body's turning on your, 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 yourself. Like if you have eczema, psoriasis, your immune system is attacking your skin. Um, and yeah, that's a kind of awful sentiment. It implies that your body is your enemy and your body is, is turning on you and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, yeah, Crohn's disease is inflammation of the guts and, uh, it can lead to blood in your stools and pain. And uh, a lot of times uh, down the road, uh, as you age, it's very likely that you may require surgery where they have to cut out that portion of your intestines, uh, however small or large, that, that has the inflammation of it. So it's a scary thing. Um, you know, they, they say if you have Crohn's, you got to be on lifelong medication. There's no cure for it. Um, and... Do, 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 yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. No, I, I can't imagine that it would be. Um, I have s- several friends who I've known who's have it, had it. They're always having to run off to the restroom. Like when we were in the call center environment at that point, and like they're they're getting off that phone just as fast as they possibly can, putting themselves in code and run to the bathroom because they they you know have to let their body do what it's going to do and it's painful and other things it, it, you know that that's everything that i've observed without you know probing into it too yeah much. before i was on medication the symptoms were you know blood in my stool sometimes it wasn't bad but the biggest thing was yeah like you said running to the bathroom all the time i'd go to the bathroom i come out i, I was a waiter um and yeah go to the bathroom come out 20 minutes later i gotta go back to the bathroom i'm like all right we didn't get it all out. All right. Then I go back out and then like 30 minutes later again, I'm like, what is going on here? And uh, yeah, it's very, very intrusive to every aspect of your life. It's not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's, um, that, that, that would definitely be tough. And, you know, it is one kind of one of those things that uh, in the, the, the keto world, a lot of us will, will say, oh, I'm going to, you know, that was my whoosh, meaning that's whenever I lost a whole lot of fat, um, because it does, it usually comes through the bowels and, and it will be really loose most of the time, but it's, it's not the same whenever it's not just a one-off every now and again, when it's the same, you know, over and over and over again, or just, even if it's solid, just having to constantly go, it's just that, that would drive me bat, batty. Um, so so you, you found out about this in your early twenties before that, did it develop or had you just been dealing with it, but didn't really even realize that it was as serious as it was? I think, uh, 
I'd say the symptoms probably started like two years prior. So I got diagnosed in 21 at the age of 21. And I, I, I don't think I had symptoms, noticeable symptoms for longer than two years. And it was a gradual ramp up until it got so ridiculous that I had to go see a gastroenterologist. So uh, it's not something I was dealing with for a long time at all. Kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, I'll say that my diet growing up was not great. And looking back, this was all self-inflicted. You know, the doctors tell you when you get Crohn's, we don't know what causes it. We don't have a cure for it and we don't know what causes it. I know what caused it. It was the crappy food I was putting in my body from ages like 5 to 21. Uh, I drank juice all the time. Didn't know what water was. Always drinking ocean spray and Capri Sun, nice sugary fluids going through my body all the time. Uh, didn't have portion control. When we were at a pizza party, I ate all the pizza. When there were donuts, I ate as many as I could. Um, so yeah, just not not a great diet. Wasn't too concerned about fruits and veggies growing up until I ran into this issue. Um, so yeah, pumping just just 20, 20 years of pumping inflammatory, high processed foods, vegetable oils into my intestines, you know, doing that for 365 days a year for 200 years, like that's what caused the inflammation. That's what did. So you, 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 you grew up eating just like I did, you know, just crappy, you know, freeze, freezer made, you know, food or, or donuts or sugar and all the wonderful processed foods of, of the, uh, well, in this case, nineties and two thousands for you. I guess the thing to 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 want that that we we would want to know, or that our our listeners or viewers would want to know, is uh, if you could go back, what kind of things would you maybe change or shift um, to to adjust or or to try to avoid damage, uh, even if it's not like oh you must go carnivore. Like what, what type of changes would you, would you push for what would be truly a, a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm, I mean, for, mm, would I, I mean, for starters, I like to think I wouldn't go back and change anything because I think it takes hitting rock bottom or going through some tough situations in your life to really whip you into shape. Um, so the, you know, this tough experience I've had is what's opened my eyes and led me to the carnivore diet. But, you know, if, if I could go back, I think I would drink way more water, eat way more protein and eat way less processed carbs in whatever form that takes, whether it's just bread, toast, or, you know, obviously the bad stuff like donuts and pizza and, and stuff like that. Just way less processed carbs. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's exactly what what I would do too. So, what other so the skin conditions they have pretty much cleared up uh, to where you do, do you have flare ups at all, or does the eczema pretty much like just lie in remission completely? I do have flare ups, and I notice that they come on the heels of you know when I cheat. Um, now, luckily, they're not crazy flare-ups. They're just you know, little. But I notice I, it's very clear. My eczema is great when I'm on carnivore, and it comes up a little bit when I cheat. Um, but I have a little steroid that was put a little dab on my arm, um, and it's great. But, yeah, I've, I've noticed there's a clear distinction in, in the, the, the health of my skin and how my eczema is doing when I'm on carnivore versus when I'm eating 
stuff I know I shouldn't be. But yeah, my eczema is doing great compared to last year after I took that medication. And I think the carnivore yeah. diet has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. We uh, interviewed, um, I'm not sure if you've seen him on Instagram, but he goes by Itchy Dan on Instagram. And we, we talked with him and uh, he basically had just all over eczema, head to toe, just the, the worst possible, just, you know, like super thick. Uh, you know, raising up on the arms and everything. He's gone into strict carnivore diet and used that to, to pull it down into controlled. And, you know, I won't say that it's fully remission because he does, he posts updates every now and again and says, yeah, you know, you have this flare up or that flare up, but it's not, it's, it's much more controlled. It's totally dealable. He can actually work again. Yeah. Like it was bad enough that it was completely disabling. And, Mm. uh, and so he's, uh, brought himself back from the brink using strict carnivore. And that's definitely been helpful. So this is, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. How how long was he on the carnivore diet before he started noticing results Mm. with the skin? Let me find out because he, uh, he actually blogged the first part of it. And so he has all of that and I'll have to look at our, uh, chart to see when we we talked with him but we we did talk we i'll i'll put the link that's what i'll say we put the link to i'll put the link to the uh, episode that we did with dan in the show notes so that uh, those that want to uh, go back and listen to it they can but this is uh so he stopped blogging at like week 40 or month 40 um of, of doing it. And he was definitely seeing improvements over that entire period of time. I'm trying to get back to kind of the oldest stuff if I can and find out when he got started. And he posted pictures and all sorts of stuff. Um, it's a long history when you've got 40 months worth of uh, content. So his first entry was in 2015. Yeah, it looks like maybe he was starting to see a difference in a month or two. Wow. That is um, quicker than I thought. Yeah. Wow. Now I, I think in, in that case, he was still taking some of the steroids and things like that. And so yeah. he was, you know, he was supplementing it to, to that, but there there's noticeably less issue in the pictures that you see as they, they progress even in that first month or two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a really great guy, great conversation. Um, so definitely, uh, uh, you know, for, for those of you who are watching or listening, check it out. Um, because it's another one of these stories that, that an autoimmune disease where the, the body, def- you know, is fighting itself, uh, gives, uh, gives us the ability to realize that we can cut that off in its tracks and, mm. and help, uh, to, uh, to, to, to fix it at its root cause, yeah. uh, which is very, very, very helpful. Um, okay. So. I guess the the other thing that um, that I wanted to ask, and and we'll kind of start wrapping up with this. This will be a little bit shorter of a conversation, but we don't have the fluff at the beginning that we normally have, so mm. it's it's totally fine. Um, if someone's out there listening uh, and they've been told by their doctors, "You've got this condition. You're going to be dealing with it for the rest of your life. Just take these meds." do whatever you want to with your diet, you know, whatever the, the, the 
the experience has been for them, what would you tell them now? And you kind of did it in the video, but go ahead and in your, in, in your words now, kind of, kind of share with, with our, our listeners, our viewers that, that are having those issues, what they should know and what encouragement they need to, to know there's a better way. We've been talking about that all the, all the, all along, but kind of share, but, but go ahead and dig into that. Yeah. I will say that nobody cares more about your health than you do. I think we, for some reason, believe that doctors, it's the promised land, it's the safe havens, the place where you can trust what they're saying. The incentives are not lined up that way. They're incentivized to prescribe medications and keep you on medications. They're not incentivized to heal your conditions. Uh, I've, I've been dealing with eczema for you know eight years. I was going to the dermatologist for eight years. They never got rid of my eczema. It was just a new steroid, new steroid, new steroid. And Crohn's was the same thing. I was going to be on medication the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, the second thing I would say is do your research, whatever condition you have, whatever you're going through, do your own research on it. That's something I didn't do in the beginning. I just listened to my doctor. Do your own research. See what other people out there who have your condition are doing. See what they're trying. Um, see what kind of alternative alternative methods or medicines they have and take your health into your own hands. Um, I, you know, early in the conversation, I said that I quit my medication cold Turkey. I, I just stopped like that. You can do that. You can't, you know, depending on how severe you are. I think it's fine. I, I think it's fine to remain on medication, but do these other things also like stay on your medication, but start doing a carnivore diet. Start working out, start drinking more, start getting healthy and, and, and see what it can do. And then maybe you wean off the medication. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, do your own research, uh, take your health into your own hands and uh, take everything your doctor says with a grain of salt. Take everything they say with a grain of salt because, I don't know, I li I, they, they, they don't get paid off of healing you. They get paid off of you know, seeing you every other month and, and doing checkups and refilling that pill bottle for you. Uh, as bad as it sounds, that's, that's how I think it really is. Yeah. I think there's an aspect of, of economy that has entered into the medical profession. Oh yeah. Neither of which I, <laughs> I hate those words together. They, they just don't, um, they don't bode well. Mm -hmm. um, that's for sure. Um, I think that's very good advice. And, and, uh, it, it doesn't matter the condition. It doesn't matter if it's diabetes. It doesn't matter if it's Crohn's or, nope. or eczema. It, it, it it's, uh, take, take the reins of your own health. And, uh, like you said, do the research. Um, that's, I think without interjecting my story, that's basically exactly what it was for me. I heard one thing kind of on a pad, a podcast and that led to another and then another. And, uh, soon I was reading, uh, um, reading, reading books about it. And it was like, Oh, okay. This is something I'm going to have to do. And my wife is like, you're crazy. I'll do it with you, but <laughs> you're crazy. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, the, the rest is history. Four yeah. years later. Out of curiosity, if you wouldn't mind getting into it, what, uh, what were you suffering with that led you to doing your own thing? So for me, I was right. I was butting right up against 35. Mm -hmm. And so that was, 
uh, like I was coming up on, on 35 and, and realizing I am at a statistical midpoint for average of, of male lifespan, more or less. Mm. And, you know, it, men being somewhere between 70 and 75 years. And, yeah. um, I'm like, I don't want the second half of my life to be lazy or fat or any of those things. I was 280 pounds. I was low testosterone mm. and I was lethargic. I was working a desk job. I'm still working a desk job. I just stand at it now sometimes. Nice. There you go. <laughs> um, and, uh, so for, for me, and, and I didn't even realize this completely, but with the, the testosterone, we, we got blood work done and my A1C showed that I was a pre pre-diabetic mm. basically. And, and I, that wasn't communicated like straight out. There was a, a hint or suggestion of probably want to bring this down a little, uh, you know, that type of thing, but it wasn't ever communicated to me fully that, Oh no, no, you're pre-diabetic. You, you need to take care of this right now. Mm. Luckily, everything kind of fell into place, uh, between testosterone replacement, uh, and getting, getting, active, like after two or three months of, of doing keto, I had so much energy. I had to start working out <laughs> because otherwise I wouldn't, I, I would just go crazy. Mm. Um, so I was getting, I getting my butt up, up at like five o'clock in the morning to go to an outdoor workout, like three, three blocks from my house. And, and I'd never done any type of uh, group or, or <laughs> just never done any type of workout that way. And it was really, uh, it was, uh, it was really uh, fun and, and, uh, like challenging and, and everything else. And so, yeah, I've done, I've had periods where I've done better and not better in the four years, but at yeah. this point I'm, I'm healthy. I can say that I'm healthy. I could, I could be leaner. I could be, you know, leaner, meaner and fitter and that type of stuff, but I'm at least healthy mm. to the point where I'm no longer worried about, am I going to die of di diabetes? Am I going to Am I heading down that path or, you know, that type of thing? And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a very, very abbreviated version of my story. Um, there's more to my, I, I've told, shared my story on the podcast episode five or six, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as have Berto and Jim, I definitely encourage you to check out Berto's, uh, dealing with, um, with his uh, autoimmune gut diseases that he has dealt with and sharing his, mm -hmm. his story uh, and uh, his journey on that has been really, really incredibly stellar as well. He kind of very much similar to yours yeah. um, in, in that regard. So, yeah. Uh, how can people connect with you online if you want them to uh, and, and whatnot? You, you weren't initially a member of the, the Facebook group. I'm not sure if you got on the Facebook group, group yet or not but because you're carnivore you count so go ahead and <laughs> you know uh, you know join if you'd like uh we, we'd love to have you in we'll the do group, but we'll do um but yeah uh how can people connect with you yeah if anybody would like to reach out and have questions for me i am an open book and i would love to answer so if you uh reach out to me on instagram uh it's at john verone uh, J O H N V A R O N E. Send me a DM, and uh, yeah, right after Sean Baker sent uh, or shared my video online, a lot of people were, were asking me questions. A lot of people are curious about this. A lot of people are going through some mm -hmm. awful things, uh, and they're looking for answers outside of their doctor's office. So, yeah, any way I could help. If you have any questions, hit me up. Absolutely, we shall do. Uh, 
Okay. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me. I, uh, I wish the guys had been able to be here. Uh, but you know, that's just kind of the way things are. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, you know, stay connected. We'd love to, to hear if you have any updates, uh, feel free to reach out and we'd, we'd love to, to hang out with you further in the future. Um, and, uh, hopefully we'll see you around the, uh, the, the keto man's club, uh, as well, contributing to the, to the, uh, the community, because I'm sure that you're going to fit in. Absolutely. Well, thank Thanks, you again. Chris. You're so welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you again to our viewers and our listeners for, for tuning in. We really appreciate your time. Uh, we give the reminders always, but uh, you can connect with us on our website, theketomansclub.com. Uh, there are upgrades coming to the website. Hopefully, maybe they might be up by the time that this airs. We'll, we'll see how uh, how gusto I can get after things here in the next uh, month or so. But we, uh, we're we trying to get a, a full-fledged website up so that you can have uh, better access to, to information and and to, to us um, and whatnot. But all the links right now are available on our website, theketomansclub.com. Dot com. That's how you connect with us, uh, the podcast, the Facebook groups, the page, all the everything. It's all there. Uh, then if you have the chance to uh, leave a review on uh, Apple Podcast or any of the, the other podcast platforms that actually pr- provide the opportunity. So we cherish those reviews. Those help us out so much. Um, I think that's going to be it for us. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.